All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Daily Faceoff Podcast comes courtesy of the Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with Dylan D. Berthium and Michael Biebs Bondi. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Season 5, Episode 21 of the Daily Faceoff Podcast, the last podcast before the All-Star break, our favorite time of year. Um, just kidding, nobody really likes it except for the fact that we get a couple days off, yeah, which is worst. nice for fantasy because you're just always looking at your team and you're like, no one's playing. And you got like a couple of hatties during the All-Star game, you're like, oh, my team's still good, ha- feeling good. How many days do you check? When there's just no hockey, like the Thursday you check, yeah. the Friday you check. Yeah, you always of, check your team. You go to the washroom, you're like, oh, how do we do? Oh, yeah, there's no hockey. We, we are a lot not of bye weeks hockey. built in around the All-Star break, too. So Not a lot of hockey. Yeah. Um, I'm Brock Segan, as always. And, yes, that's how you say Segan. Um, we got Dylan D. Berthium <laughs> and Michael Beebs Bondi, as always. Um, it's Bond Day. Yeah, it's Bond um, <laughs> and Also, I think you've been waiting all week just to lay that down. Eh? I actually just popped it into my head as I said my last name. I'm like, can't wait to say this. Um, he's probably not listening anymore because... We got it. I got to know him pretty good, and a couple of our followers let him know that that's how you say it. It's literally how you say it. Um, literally, my sister called me. My mom was like texting me about it because like I posted it on Twitter, and they're just you like, should, "Yo, like should, tell this guy like that's literally you should like, explain to the listeners this. what you're even talking about." There, oh, some guy told me that uh, he's gonna stop listening to the podcast because the way we say Tyler Segan, um, they say Tyler Sagan okay. in um, in Dallas, yeah. I suppose. And well, that's, uh, how, that's how he says. Yeah, his yeah. Name. we will also say we're not. You know, professional. Um, it, but like, if there's one name I'm gonna pronounce properly, it's you know the one readers. that's my last name. No, absolutely. But, but at the same it was time, just funny too because he came at me. He's like, "Well, if like you want to just like, uh, 
if you want to just not pay attention to your like French heritage, I'm like, well, if we're getting like that, yeah, I'm into from it, Belle Riviere. If, if we're getting bro. that into it, like Sagan isn't any better French than Sagan. Like no. it would be Sagan or something like that if it was more French. But uh, yeah, no, you I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is re- this is really happening. Like of no. all the names, like you say it however you want, Brock. Like think about all the names where Sagan. we just like drop them. We're like, are we even saying this right? Like Merzlikens oh. or like some of these names that we like basically just guessing on, and that's the Apparently one we got we called out for. Parisi right <laughs> for years. It was Parisi. Yeah, um, who knew, eh? But uh, anyways, that's it was funny. Yeah. Um, hope you're still listening to the show. Glad to have you back if you are. Um, we'll try our best to pronounce Brock's own last name better. Yes. Um, so <laughs> some really shocking news uh, this week, yesterday really. Um, Gerard Gallant surprisingly let go uh, by the Vegas Golden Knights. They had a four-game slump. I think there's a stat that he's the third coach to be fired this year um, following a loss to the Buffalo Sabres. So the Sabres are just like people think they're shit. They're beating, they're beating teams and they're just like... One hey. Jack Eichel and end game winner. Yeah. And, We're just like, we can't uh, have this. You lose your job. That's yeah. all it takes. We can't be having losses to the Sabres. So Gerard yeah. Gallant let go in Vegas. They bring on Pete DeBoer, which is very bizarre. Like it looked weird seeing him in the Vegas close today because yeah. if they were like, that's like their, was like their number one rival was the Sharks and he had a big hand in uh, in coaching that team obviously for, for a number of years. Uh, but he's brought it on board. He had a good start tonight. We're uh, just in the first period of the 7 o'clock games here as we're recording this. And he had a goal from Paul Stastny, literally first shift as uh, the bench boss. So um, I don't know if that's, you know, maybe a nice coaching change that he was forced into making because William Carlson's out week to week got dropped for uh, puck drop tonight. He moved Paul Stastny up to uh, the line, Patrick okay. Reddy and Stone. And Stastny scored right away. So great coaching by Pete DeBoer early. But <laughs> do you guys have anything basically to, to say? Do you guys think that this is going to... Uh, to help the team at all? Is it going to not really change anything? Because, you know, Gallant was already a great coach. They were among the best teams in expected goals for and against the NHL right now, but are the 28th best, or 20, yeah, 28th best PDO. So, um, goaltending has kind of been their, their issue this year. The offense has been great. Yeah. Is it really going to change anything in your guys' eyes? No, I don't think so. I mean, I, 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 I'm one who thought it was definitely a premature move, but clearly they were uh, salvating when they saw Pete DeBoer hit the market there. Um, I also do think that he's he's a decent coach, so... Who knows? You know, he did have some extremely successful years in San Jose besides the fact uh, that they just choke in the playoffs every year. But um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the Stars were, you know, doing exactly what they, what we expected. Not, And if anything, I could only see them going down, realistically. Um, playing Just depending. It's going to depend on what style he goes with, how he rolls his lines. But uh, yeah, No drastic changes right yeah. away, which is good to see. Like, he knew, like, obviously that it was working. It's just like... Doesn't make a lot of sense. Like he comes in, doesn't change anything. Even he was just like probably like, "What the fuck am yeah, I doing no, here?" It, it, what yeah. a sweet roster to acquire too. Yeah, it's and all, it, it was yeah. yeah, it was pretty obvious that goaltending was the biggest issue with this team too. Um, yeah, I think from at least uh, a fantasy standpoint, we don't need to worry about it too much. I I agree that Gallant, uh, I think, was one of the better coaches in the league. So to see him obviously get fired uh, was a bit surprising. And it's just funny because if, like, he just set the standards too high himself, right? Because, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, if this is, not like, an expansion team in its third or fourth it's season. Ridiculous. Yeah, he's had a winning, winning record Yeah, having, you know, a record far. around 500, you'd be more than happy with it. But yeah, Also, just, St. Louis last year is just owning coaches yeah. by, you know, grabbing theirs midseason and going yeah, on but the I, I think yeah, and everyone so, seems to be trying to follow suit. For sure. And it, I felt kind of the same way when DeBoer uh, got fired. Like, obviously, you understand, but, I, I again, I really thought it was – 
uh, more of the goaltending than anything else that was really holding San Jose back. And I think DeBoer, uh, like Gallant, uh, as far, I guess, from a fantasy perspective, they both have a pretty good track record as far as getting the most out of players. It's yeah. not like uh, star players tend to struggle or produce any worse when uh, they're around. In fact, it's been quite the opposite, obviously, in Vegas with what Gallant's been able to get out of that roster. Uh, and then DeBoer as well in San Jose. Uh, we saw Carlson go over there last year and uh, not his nor Burns really production took a hit. So he seems to know how to get the uh, the the most out of his best players. So I hopefully think from a fantasy can... perspective, there's really no need to worry one way or another. Yeah, hopefully he can turn Shea Theodore into uh, Brent Burns. Yeah, um, and yeah. Theodore's looked, you know, a lot... Uh, he's been better the last few months anyway. and uh, Shot production's been up a lot. Yeah, starting to look like a legit top three fantasy defenseman anyway. And uh, I think, you know, we all think there's some more upside there as well. So yeah, that, that would be interesting for sure. Uh, be interesting to just see if he got really like a full run of ice time because he tends to be closer really... to 20 minutes than yeah. 22 or 23, right? So... Uh, obviously that's going to uh, top or cap your upside a little bit. Yeah. Uh, really quick before we move on, um, while DeBoer was the coach of the Sharks, they were sixth in Corsi 4 percentage. Um, they were, uh, sorry, just really trying to do this on the fly here. They were fourth in expected goals 4 per 60, um, and they were in the top 10 in goals 4 percentage at 5 on 5. So uh, always kind of, getting the most out of his team, like you said, at five on five. So I think it shouldn't change too much. The one good thing, hopefully, that comes out of this whole thing is that Steve Eiserman can hire his buddy, Gerard Gallant. He can come back to Detroit. Yeah, you were really hoping on that one, eh? Oh, my God. Well, like, him and... going to Seattle, dude. Him and Gallant are literally... Him and Gallant are literally, like, good friends. Like, they played together in Detroit. They're legit friends. So, like, if if you can, bring him in on the... Like, obviously, Gallant would maybe want to... going to Seattle. Starting it all over. I hope. (laughs) Somebody was saying, like... uh, Next year or like whatever, two years from now, like he's just gonna take the uh, the Seattle expansion team straight to the finals, and like the Golden Knights yeah. are just gonna fall off. Easy, fall by the way. Yeah. So Babcock will be his assistant coach. <laughs> yeah, be hilarious. But um, such a better scandal to have though than what's going on in baseball right now. So we'll, oh, we'll deal with coaches getting fired left and right over the. Uh, it's just been a weird week in, in sports. It's been ridiculous. Um, like everywhere you turn, like stuff's happening. Odell's getting arrested. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just crazy. We got, yeah, we've got uh, Aaron Hernandez documentaries draw. Everything's happening. It's a wild sports it's, week. It's just been crazy. Um, but okay, we're Sid on, came back. Yeah, Sid. Oh yeah. Okay, so the, we're gonna talk about Sid for a, a minute here. Uh, he comes back four point night in his return. Classic Sid did it ridiculous, for the last time. He for a while too. Ridiculous apple too. Did you see that? So oh, yeah. off the and then tonight, twenty five seconds in scores again. So Sid's on a heater Clap returning. Yeah. Um, I I guess the one um, main draw that we can take away from this is a couple weeks ago uh, I. Was saying um, pick up Jared McCann, uh, even while you know while Sid's out, um, and then hopefully when Sid comes back, they'll be on he'll be on his wing like he was before uh, Sid got hurt, and that seems to be the case. Uh, Dominic Simon on the other wing, both pretty viable uh, waiver wire pickups at, yeah. at this moment. Uh, and Dominic Cahoon about one of them, re- remains uh, Dominic Cahoon remains a viable Malkin waiver wire Russ, pickup. Um, with beast. Malkin and Russ, but uh, let's talk about some waiver wire pickups because now we've lost uh, Eric Car- or sorry Mel Jesus. William Carlson. I went through okay. every went through every Carlson except for William um, for a couple weeks. So let's go through a couple weeks. Definitely pickups. the first time Melker Carlson's name has ever been said on this yeah, podcast. Absolutely, and it was never going to happen. Phenomenal first name. Um, <laughs> but uh, Beebs, we'll start with you. Who's uh, the first guy you're targeting on the waiver wire right now? Going after someone who's a little bit less owned in leagues. Um, should be a lot higher owned. Twenty one percent from D's Toronto Maple Leafs. I got Zach Hyman currently with twelve goals, nine assists. Um, that's good for 21 points through 28 games and a plus 13. He's got six goals and 17 assists, or sorry, six goals and seven assists in the last 30 days. So he's outscoring 
guys like Nicholas Backstrom, Elias Pedersen, Brad Marchand, Tony D'Angelo, and that's including that five-point game, <laughs> Mark Stone, and Jack Eichel. Um, right now, Hyman just seems to be a part of what is by the end going to be by the end of the year the highest scoring team in the NHL they're going to pass my Colorado Avalanche um as we've seen with Sheldon Keefe this team is all offense even when they lose 8-4 they're still scoring 8-4 goals um and Hyman's still getting two points in a game like that um the Leafs are just you know they're ridiculous right now and he's playing alongside Tavares and Marner I believe uh, I should probably should check the lines Not there but, sorry and Nylander phenomenal no, line he's on the top line actually yeah yes, yeah Marner. sorry Matthews and Marner. Marner um not Tavares yeah he's and it's when you're playing with Matthews right now, as we've seen, everything he touches is yeah, going Matthews in the net. Is on a Marner's second yeah. in the NHL in points since returning from injury too. Just wanted to add that in there. Yeah, absolutely. Um just and again, Hyman's just plugging in on that line and it's not even like before Hyman might have been, you know, the Zach Cassian of the line where he's kind of that guy who's a little bit um just out there to bang it up and not gonna put up the points. But this year, if you were to put his twenty one points over twenty eight games across a full season, that's sixty six points. We've talked about it before. That's for sure rosterable. Yeah. And that's uh, 66 points with a lot of them being goals majority, actually. Um, as mentioned, 12. He's shooting at 20% clips. So we're definitely going to see some things go down. But slow start. Guys who come in usually don't put up great production. So even with a slow start, you know, 20, 21 points through 28 games. It's a guy, he's got five points in his last two. Um, Get hot. I love Hyman right now. I think he's a guy that you can take a chance on for the rest of the year, but at least for now. Plug him in while, he, while he's on that line. He's going to be there. They, they've, they've never taken him out of the top six, even back in the day. The one thing that's um, interesting about Hyman right now, and I, I'm not normally one to advocate for adding Hyman, but like you said, all the do all of these do right now is score. And we've actually seen Hyman under Sheldon Keefe get a lot more of a run on the second power yeah, play unit, which is something that's not that barely ever happened under Babcock. Yeah. Uh, I thought for sure... Once Andreas Janssen came back, that he was going to lose that spot on the second power play, and that wasn't the case. They're both featured on the second power play. He's playing the net front. Yeah, um, obviously, tip. without Morgan Riley out there, that second power play is not as good. But Rasmus Sandin has looked pretty capable in his short time in the NHL. Looked great at the World Junior. So hopefully, that second unit can still, um, you know, click at you know a decent percentage. Given the small ice time, they will get. Jason but. Spezza looks great too. Jason, we were what just talking sign, about this yeah. before the podcast. Spezza alert. honestly does look really good right now. <laughs> he He's does. playing good he hockey. Shot. Yeah, and the one thing I would say from Hyman, uh, from an eye test perspective, having watched you know pretty much every Leaf game this season, he does look a lot better on the puck uh, this year as opposed to past. He looks a lot more confident with the puck. Uh, before it was, all, you know, obviously he's very good at uh, kind of winning the loose puck battles mm-hmm. in the corner and kind of securing puck possession and then just getting it to what was Tavares or Marner, now Matthews and Marner, as soon as possible. And now he just seems a lot more confident, making a lot more uh, moves, driving to the net a lot more with the puck. So uh, you've already seen the short-term dividends. Like Bede says, probably going to fall down a little bit, but the shot production's up too. Uh, obviously playing a little bit more, like you said. So Think yeah. about it this I- way. Justin Ablocator at one point yeah. was fantasy rosterable because he played with Pavel Datsyuk. Yeah, like, and <laughs> playing with Matthews and Marner, Jaime yeah. can absolutely And well. Marner's production has been trending upwards anyway to this point and if you want to look at him as the third pony on that line which he obviously is uh you know it's the best duo the Leafs have put out the last yeah. you know two or three years with Matthews and Marner finally playing together you it's obviously it's not a major uptick from Tavares and Marner but it is um it is an uptick nonetheless so uh definitely bodes well for his production I think he was just on the fringe of fantasy relevance probably coming yeah, into the year and I think with everything we've seen you, you definitely could uh draw the conclusion that he's rosterable especially at left wing with how thin it is yeah. this year even if he's picking up a point on every third 
goal from that line exactly. is still going to be fine, uh, given how much the, that they score. Uh, Biebs, I know you wanted to talk about uh, another Pittsburgh Penguin here, right? Uh, Jared McCann. Gonna let me go. Yeah, yeah. Jared, Jared McCann, thirty percent owned right now, which is quite high, but still fourteen goals, fourteen assists on this this season, good for twenty eight points, a plus thirteen ninety five shots, and four game winning goals. Um, Jared McCann's a former first round pick. He's never really panned out over the over the years. We saw him get moved to Pittsburgh last year, and uh, actually he seems to be panning. Over uh, 76 games that he's played for them since being traded, he has 25 goals, 20 assists, and that's kind of while being just jumbled throughout the lineup. And we now see him secure on the top line with a healthy Sidney Crosby, who's going to go on an absolute tear this last bit. I'm calling it. It's not really a hard call. but <laughs> um, We've seen this team just succeed when guys are going down left and right, and Jared McCann's been the one guy who's number one of about four who's actually stayed in the lineup and played quite well throughout. Now that he's on that top line um, and you know, as we mentioned, it does seem like he is he is clogged there. Um, other other signs are just great for him for this year. His 14 goals, it doesn't look like it's a total fluke. It is a career high, but he's still shooting 15.3%, which is actually less than he was shooting last year. So, obviously, 153 high. We could see that drop 2-3%. Still, that's 25 goals on the year for Jared mm-hmm. McCann. That's someone you're picking up off the waiver wire. I would like to see him shoot a little bit more, but again, with a little bit of st- stability on the top line, playing alongside Sid, he's getting the he's he put up fourteen and fourteen without playing with arguably the best player in the world. Yeah. Um, now that he's out there, you know I like those those crappy secondary assists where you're just out there mocking. <laughs> Their five v five numbers together, even Phenomenal. going back to last year, are, are absolutely sensational. Um, fifty four point one Corsi four percentage, uh, three point four goals four per sixty. Uh, 53% goals for percentage, and they're averaging over 30 scoring chances for per 60. So yeah. uh, really, really good uh, production from those two at 5v5. Obviously, it's not really surprising when we're talking about Sidney Crosby, but yeah. uh, I, I was McCann say, seems like a very good compliment. Yeah, we're witnessing yeah. a breakout this year from him, for sure. I think. And uh, Yeah, I was going to say that it basically is probably just the second time he's kind of come onto the fantasy radar since he went over to the Penguins last season. Uh, and that was during kind of the first 10 to 15 mm-hmm. game stretch there where the uh, same thing, Pittsburgh was a little hurt last year, and he was playing on the top line with Crosby. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, basically came a must down overnight. Uh, and then as he fell back down the lineup, kind of lost a bit of his fantasy value. But with all the injuries they've had this year, he's seen the uptick in usage. And he's, you know, centered and carried his own line to he a respectful degree. very well Crosby was Yeah, up. to the yeah. point where we were talking about him a couple weeks ago. But now I think, obviously, uh, this is where you want him to be, right, on Crosby's wing. So I, I definitely think it bodes well for him in the short term. And, uh, yeah, I'd definitely be looking at him right now. The one thing that is also uh, very interesting when you're talking about adding McCann is he could very well be a guy that you add and he's on your team for the rest of the year because we're Jake. We know Jake Gensel's out for the rest of the yeah, year. He's yeah. gonna have really very limited competition for that line spot. Power play as well. Yeah, and he could he Got could he could stay night. on that line literally for the rest of the year and be a really yeah, really especially valuable with asset. them giving Malkin and Rust more run now, even with uh, yeah. Crosby, because we assume when Crosby came back that Russ would most likely move back up to Crosby. But mm-hmm. uh, if this could work out, I think they'd like to keep Russ with Malcolm because obviously, you know, Russ just has come into his own. Of yeah, late. Oh, he's been phenomenal. Um, D, I know you got a couple uh, waiver wire pickups to get to as well. Uh, yeah, so a couple uh, I know we wanted to talk about more just kind of in the sub 50% range. Um, just to talk about uh, guys that if they are available, we think should probably be owned in your league. So Tyler Bertuzzi is the first one, 46% owned. Hey, Tyler. All-star. Yeah, it just comes down to the usage and the minutes with him, obviously playing uh, about 20 minutes a game with Larkin on the power play as well at even strength. Uh, upside, not quite as high as it could be as if, if Mantha was healthy, um, but definitely a guy that I think should be owned in more than half of leagues. So just wanted to throw him in there, left wing, right wing eligibility if he is available. Uh, I would go pick him up because I definitely see a lot of rest of the year value. 
uh, in Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, and then kind of in that same vein, we got Andre Pilat. Doesn't see first power play time, but is back on that top line with Point and Kucherov out in Tampa. Um, there, there was about a two or three game stretch there, where they were actually rolling Stamkos, Point, Kucherov on the top line, but Point's back to that left wing. Uh, so obviously just brings a lot of value and a lot of upside playing in that spot. Uh, do you have, uh, do you have a couple guys you want to go in here? I got about three guys to mention. Keep going. Are... Cause I've got just a bunch of defensemen and, and uh, and goalies. I just want to rattle off. Sure. Cause we've had some goalie injuries as well. So uh, so one of our favorites here, Kevin Hayes. Yep. Uh, finally on the top line in Philadelphia playing with Claude Giroux. Looks like they want to use Couturier uh, kind of in more of a shutdown role moving forward now, at least at this point. He's got Michael Raffle and Jakob Voracek on his wings uh, with Giroux, Hayes, Konechny being the top line, and all three of those guys on the top power play as well. So Kevin Hayes seems uh, a lot of run right now in Philadelphia in all the right spots. Uh, just 19% owned, straight center eligibility, uh, so hopefully it doesn't kill you too much. Maybe you got a utility spot. If not, I think there's a couple of quality wingers out there as well. Tyler Toffoli, just 11% owned right now. Left wing, right wing eligibility. Playing on the top line with Anzi Kopitar and, or, and Alex Ifalo, excuse me, uh, as well as the top power play unit. Shooting the puck a ton. To, to butt in here too, like that line's been sensational. And just the, or, sorry, the Kings as a whole, um, we've seen a, a trend over the last month or so. Um, they play a very high up-tempo style of game. They get a lot of shots on net. Uh, or since Christmas, they're third in the league and expected goals four. Um, so the Kings really, you know, although although the results might not be there, they have just played yeah. um, some really, you know, good hockey, yeah. better than most people were expecting. And Toffoli yeah. on that top line has been uh, phenomenal. Yeah, it, and the, the other thing too is he's going to be one of the uh, most sought after wingers come deadline time. So you, you pick him up now, he could end up, uh, you know, maybe even on Sidney Crosby's wing or the top yeah. six in Boston or something like that. Where And it does almost seem they're trying better. to inflate his value a little bit. Obviously, this isn't a guy that's coming out of nowhere. He's kind of been on the cusp or the fringe of fantasy relevance for quite some time. Yeah. But, I, you know, I don't want to overstate it, but it, it feels like we've really never seen him get an extended look with Anzi Kopitar on no. the top line, basically for the entire time that he's been in the league. You know, we're talking, uh, this guy's almost 30 years old now. So, yeah. Uh, it's interesting to finally see him get that run. Obviously, like you said, the line looks great, which isn't surprising. Kopitar and Toffoli themselves, uh, generally both two very effective players at even strength. So nice to see them playing together. Toffoli offers a lot of short-term value in that spot, especially seeing the power play time as well. Uh, And then I just wanted to shout out the Coyotes again. Uh, Christian Dvorak, obviously, and then my boy Connor Garland, 11% owned, still left-wing, right-wing eligibility, uh, playing with Hall and Dvorak on Arizona's top line. Garland also on the top power play unit right now as well. Had a monster game last game, yeah. Yeah, goal, he, two assists, six I played shots. Aaron Dell in that game in like the in DraftKings <laughs> in the late slate, and I'm watching that. And Garland looked like that whole line looked fucking incredible. Yeah, Garland was just everywhere, shooting the puck like a monster. And that's what he's been doing all season long. And you know, he talked about I talked about all the shot production he was getting, playing less than 13 minutes a night. Uh, played over 16 minutes the last three games, and obviously we're seeing the production start to pour in. Uh, like I said, top power play in a top line with Hall and Dvorak. 16 goals, 10 assists in 48 games this year. That average time on ice up to 13 minutes and 27 yeah. seconds now. So He's getting there. Climbing, climbing. Yeah, we're getting there. So, yeah, uh, I, yeah I, I, I talked about the long-term value yeah. and the upside here. I like it a lot with Connor Garland. I think at this point of the season, it's really hard uh, to kind of fight guys laying in the weeds who uh, hasn't really come to light yet. Those diamonds in the rough we've kind of already seen yeah. come through this year. This is your potential. Um, yeah, so I don't think there's a lot of guys like this left on the wire who, if they get the run long-term, Yeah, could, Garland and McKay and I yeah. absolutely Much like Brock though. Cullen. Uh, Blake Coleman for Garland, just oh, the shot, shot production is there. A, just a goddamn and, god. And, yeah, and, and his uh, his own percentage is way up there now. Um, yeah. So you got the Brock bump, got the podcast. Yeah. Bump. Actually, the other day though, uh, Biz Nasty tweeted, "Is Cody Garland or is uh, is Garland's contract the best contract 
in hockey because he's on a basic entry level. Um, I think they got him at like 775K. Yeah, and then up. there's other people going out and said, no, Tony D's, but he, he had some good points. So yeah. uh, apparently he's also passing the eye test of Biz Nasty right now. Speaking of uh, Tony D, I'm just going to get into a couple defenseman pickups uh, because obviously Morgan Riley out long term in Toronto. So if you needed some defensemen, uh, Adam Fox isn't on the top power play nope. in New York because Tony D's been. Uh, amazing, but Adam Fox only twenty nine percent owned. He's got a goal and seven assists in his last eight games. Uh, his shot production is pretty good. Uh, just everything that the Rangers are doing offensively right now seems to be working. They're scoring goals uh, at will They're right now. Touching the ice, uh, Panarin is good. just fucking yeah. red, red hot. Yeah. Um, so I like Adam Fox Toasty. quite a bit right now. Um, Sam Gerrard as well, thirty seven percent owned. Uh, he's got nine assists in the last couple weeks, um, playing almost twenty two minutes a night, and he's recently. Um, bumped Kale McCarr from the top power play unit he's playing. Uh, they've kind of balanced out their top two units, but um, Sam Gerrard is on the unit that features yeah. um, Nathan McKinnon, and he's got it's the been job to just kind of slide it over to McKinnon, who just bombs one tee. So uh, you'd expect to pick up a lot of uh, power play assists that way. Um, Esselandell, I uh, mentioned him last week. He's just been uh, you know ridiculously hot, even with John Klingberg back. Um, I think you can just continue to kind of ride this hot streak while it lasts. Uh, but like I said last week, kind of be prepared to drop him because he doesn't really shoot the puck uh, very much. Um, and then I just always have to say Philip Peronic uh, because <laughs> Philip Peronic is just a god. Um, Scored the other day too again. Yeah, it just has an absolute He's at 10 now, correct? He's at double digits. Yeah, he's just incredible. Um, and then goalies. Uh, so we lost Carter Hart is out two to three weeks uh, with an abdominal injury. Um, and who's the other guy that's hurt? There's another goalie that's hurt. Rask. Oh, Duke Rask, yeah. yeah. On no IR with a concussion. Sorry, that was forgot dirty. It. Yeah, that was greasy. I couldn't believe he didn't get suspended. A lot of people... Say Bobrovsky, too. It's been a weird week for suspension. Yeah, Bobrovsky's suspension. banged up. I think he's going to be back for the weekend, but um, the yeah. three well, of them Juju's are all... got, like, what, two, three starts in a row now? Three or four starts yeah. in a row? Yeah, yeah. Um, so those three goalies all are all dealing with injuries right now. Sorry. Hart, Rask, out oh. a little bit longer term, most likely. So. Uh, we're saying Dreger also just left... How do, how do you say his name? Dreger. Dreger. Yep. Uh, left the first period of tonight's game. Oh, did he? Is yeah. Montembeau? Yeah, yeah Montembeau yeah. replaced him. I believe the, the third awesome goalie games. is getting dressed right now, the arena goalie. Like Perfect. The I love when that goalie. happens. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. Scott Foster. Yeah. Um, Scott Foster. <laughs> so a couple goalies to talk about here, um, if they're still available in your league. Ilya Simsonov uh, has been just absolutely ridiculously good mm-hmm. for the Capitals this year. Um, he's still only 54% owned. He's really starting to get a longer look. Uh, he's starting back-to-back, uh, like, Two, start, two games in a row uh, as of tonight. Uh, still just 54% owned. As of right now, he leads the NHL in goals against average, and I think he's fourth or fifth in save percentage. He's been sensational. Uh, talked about a lot of these guys last week, so I'm just kind of reiterating what I'm going... Uh, I talked about last week, but uh, Elvis Merzlikens, still just 51% owned. Uh, he's been just... Too low. Unbelievable. He's playing back to since back. Taking he's over doing for, it all. Yeah. They have no interest in starting anybody else. I said it last week. He's going to probably start 99% of the games um, until Corpus Allo is back. He had back-to-back shutouts. Uh, he, I think he's like six and one since they can he's just been unbelievable uh brian elliott's an obvious pickup as well with carter uh hart out for two to three weeks elliott should get a long look alex lyon did actually start tonight yeah, because they got back. lit yesterday um, no he won in uh, st louis he won an overtime in st louis brought a safe sense down though yeah um, but that's all right to below 900 for um, first time in a little bit mike smith 28 percent owned still seems to be the guy in uh edmonton and obviously edmonton's winning a lot of games and now they're playing very well defensively which is crazy to th- say when you look at the makeup of that roster um, just 28% on he's won four games in a row uh, and Linus Allmark I, I I couldn't believe when I looked that the uh, the Sabres are second in the NHL since Christmas in expected goals against uh, only team better than them right now is the Tampa Bay Lightning and Allmark like they have no interest in playing Carter Hart and 
Carter. Oh, nor but, should they. he's absolutely he gets shit lit every single time. Um, like so he's poo poo. Sorry if Carter Hutton's family listens to the podcast. But Allmark's obviously the number one guy there. So if you're in need of another goalie, Allmark at 44% on it's interesting. Um, and then I'd say right now, whatever goalie starts for New York, uh, they've got three of them. They've got Shesterkin, they've got Lundquist, and they've got Gorgiev. Gorgiev starting two in a row. But I think that's more because he's been just like absolute nails in his career against the Islanders. So he's starting two in a row against the Islanders, yep. playing great again tonight. Um, so whoever's starting for them right now, I think is worth a, a spot start as well. So um, that's how a, how owned is Linus by the way? Linus Olmark, forty four percent owned. Forty four. That's ridiculous because you know this isn't a new trend that he's starting. He's been no, starting he's, for the last I, at two one months. point, like in December, I think he'd started like eleven of twelve yeah. or something. I'm riding like him as been, a goalie one in one league, yeah, so he's been great. You can just think of how bad my goalies are. <laughs> yeah. Um all right, so we're just gonna move right along here. Uh let's talk about some guys that are absolutely underperforming right now. Yeah. Uh, but that so last week we talked about guys that are underperforming that we're just ready to cut B with. This week we're gonna talk about a few guys that are underperforming that we're not willing yeah, to draw guys yet. that are worth holding on that that we don't think these waiver wire pickups are worth grabbing, taking a chance on for. We'd rather roster these guys. And this was actually inspired by someone tweeting at us asking in a keeper league, and it's a very fair question. They're asking if I can't pronounce his name, but the new New York goalie, Shesterkin. Um, they're asking if they should swap him for Bobrovsky in the keeper league, and I said no. Um, but you know, Borowski is a guy where you should hang on tight for now, especially to keep believe we've seen it happen. But at the same time, it is very, very, very hard to own him at a time like this. So, again, thank you for that question. We totally get where your concern is, but, um, you know, it's not time to drop a Vezna winning goalie yet. Anyways, Brock, did you want to... No, you guys go ahead. You guys can start it up. I just talked for a really long time. I need to grab a Super beer. Super true, yeah. People are like, oh, God, is it just a Brock-only podcast again? Yeah. <laughs> D, you can you can, you can start this one then. Uh sure. So I, I want to talk about Brady Kachuk here. Brady Kachuk. Uh, yeah, Kachuk left wing eligibility, as we all know in Yahoo, uh, straight left wing. Uh, but I talked about earlier how it had still a very thin position. Seventy eight percent owned for Kachuk. Just one goal, zero assists in his last eight games. Uh, no doubt, getting frustrating for Brady Kachuk owners. Now sits at fourteen goals and eleven assists in forty six games on the season. Still three more points than Jamie Ben. I might add. <laughs> Uh, but there's plenty of reasons to believe this dry spell will come to an end sooner than later for Brady TK. Uh, for one, there's the shots. Kachuk has fired 163 shots on goals in those 46 games so far this year, just under four a game. Sits eighth in the entire NHL heading into the Thursday night. Uh, the shooting percentage, as you might imagine, well below league average, currently sitting at 8.6%. Kachuk, Kachuk has been known to be more of a volume shooter than a pure sniper, but obviously there's still some room for positive regression there. His usage is holding up really well. He's just over 18 minutes a game for the season, playing on the top line in power play unit, and it's still trending up. He played over 19 minutes in four of his last five games. Uh, so everything looks good there. With left wing being such a thin position, I just think you're not going to find a player with more upside than Kachuk on the wire at this point in the year. And there's plenty of other ways he can provide value to your lineup. In the short term, if he's, you know, this uh, the slump, uh, last a little bit longer than uh, we might expect or like. I mentioned he's eight in shots. Obviously, in your shot league, if you're in a shots league, that's a big boost there. Uh, the other thing is banger leagues. Kachuk is second in the entire NHL and hits with 185. Damn. I didn't know that. Exactly, right? So most leagues, I would say, have at least uh, either one of uh, either shots or hits as a category. So there's a lot of ways for him to provide value to your lineup uh, while you, we wait for him to break out of this scoring slump. Also not a category killer in terms of plus-minus. Uh, despite being on the Sens, he's at minus 12 on the year, so less than one minus or less than minus one a week, I guess. Uh, so he's not going to single-handedly destroy your chances of taking that category either. He's uh, not Athanasiuing yeah. minus so 46. Obviously, it's frustrating. I, I think, you know, uh, on busy nights when you have alternatives, yeah, 
flop, leave him on the bench. The sure. Um, but if you are in shots leagues, like uh, you probably, you shouldn't really be complaining because he's still yeah. going to be padding that category every week or in bangers leagues with that as well. Uh, and like I said, at this point in the season, especially at uh, the left wing position, you're just not going to find anyone on the waiver wire who can provide the kind of long-term upside and value that Kachuk can. So you just got to hang tight onto him. Obviously not a great time to deal him either. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's the type of guy, like we say, you just kind of, Got to hold on, hang on tight, and, and wait for the tide to turn. Yeah, and hope that he has a game where he pops off. Um, he's one of those guys where just um, – we, we always mention when we're looking at waiver wire guys, you know, shot, 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 shot. Sounds like that and song that just, from the uh, LMFA. That's role. actually where we got the idea from, and that's why we're like, oh, wait, maybe they got a point, and we thought they were talking about it. But, um, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, D, you're right, and if you're getting that type of production – they're going to start to go in. And uh, that's kind of the theme for my hang on tight. I got the little teddy bear out in Columbus. Cam Atkinson, currently with nine goals, 12 assists. Good for 21 points across 35 games. Just got back tonight, too. Just got back from injury. That's 35. He missed about nine, I believe it was. Nine 12. 12 games. Okay. Yeah. A little bit more than nine. But 113 shots on the year before getting hurt there across 35 games. That's averaging just above three a game. Brock was absolutely salivating last week over someone getting 3.5 a game. I forget who it was. So if that's the case, then uh, Brock, I want to hear you. It was probably Blake Coleman averaging 3.5 a period. It was. Um, yeah, but I want to hear you start drooling over Cam then. He's on pace for 265 shots across a full season. If you were to play the full 82, that's pretty elite shot production. Shooting a career low 8% at the moment, something that we could see go up, especially with a little bit more production on the power play. Last year, we saw him score 41 goals. That, again, is something that I consider elite on any team. He's averaged more than 30 goals in the past four years. Um, just not something I'm really really willing to let go. I know that a lot of people are worried um, about Columbus players and have been all year. But playing alongside PLD as of tonight with the high shot volume, power play one minutes, um, and just the way that team's been rolling lately, basically since Atkinson got hurt, they've been on an absolute tear. So I hope he can jump in on the tear in. and not necessarily stop the tear. I don't think he will. Yeah, I don't think he will Best either. goal on the team. Absolutely. And he is their, no, nah, we'll call it number two shooting option on the power play because we've seen where exactly right. become He's an absolute missile in the back end. <laughs> but um, again, Cam Atkinson, just someone that uh, while this team's rolling, it's someone that I, I love having on your, on your roster. We, I believe he is left wing and right wing eligibility. So, again, weak positions, as D mentioned. There's not really that much better out yeah. there. Just right wing. But. Yeah, just right wing, regardless. Um, yeah, perfect. So, I'd still want him on my team. Um, it's a guy who you can afford to leave off your roster, or sorry, off your team if you do have a full lineup. Don't necessarily, he's not a plug and play, or he's not a play and leave, but uh, still someone who I don't mind at the bottom of my roster, especially with that shot production. Again, someone who can get very hot, much like Brady TK, and go on a little bit of a tear here. Wouldn't be surprised if in 30 days we're talking about Cam Atkinson being, you know. Just a stud muffin that he is. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen it happen before. Uh, I'm just going to really quickly uh, talk about Jamie Venn again because I just got to keep doubling down, circle the wagon, yeah, and, and go back <laughs> yeah. to it. Uh, six points in his last 10 games. Talk about the tweet, too. Uh, got to really like his 31 shots in the last 10 games, averaging over three shots per game, uh, which is great. The Stars are one of the best teams in hockey. Uh, the power <laughs> play is absolutely lethal. Uh, what do you – the Stars are fucking literally like the best team in the league in they're, the last month. They're frauds. Okay, well, I mean, I guess being – They're the know, best goalie in the league the last month, that's for sure. That's, that's true. They're yeah. just, they're just they're so they're, they're phenomenal. I don't care. Kadobin's been such a good backup for so oh many years, God, and just nobody realizes that. 
Yeah, like Bishop yeah. is like Bishop is just like so good too. Like my god. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So Jamie Ben just I absolutely love. Uh, I absolutely love the Stars. Uh, I don't think they're gonna score. You know, a shitload. Uh, like you said, they're gonna win a lot of three-two games this year. Maybe a lot of three-nothing games. But sure. uh, I still like the production uh, from Ben. The shot volume is still there. Still a, a high-quality player on a, on a high-quality team. Um. And then. Yeah, but you're gonna like this one, D. So somebody tweeted at me uh, yesterday, like tagged me in a tweet, and it was like Sean Shapiro, um, Stars beat reporter, tweeted um, Matt Calvert and Jamie Ben kind of were like mixing it up, and it looked like they were about to get in a scrap, and Jamie Ben kind of just like skated away, and Shapiro tweets, he's like, oh yeah, like Calvert and uh, Ben almost went there. And uh, normally I'd say that would have been a great trade-off for the Avalanche, but Calvert's actually got more goals than, uh, than Ben this year. I couldn't believe it. So tagged, and then somebody tagged me in that, like, basically, you're yeah, a fucking loser. absolutely um, ridiculous. He actually tagged D, or, uh, Biebs, too, so I think he thought that maybe me and Biebs have the bet, but it's me and D. No, and, but uh, I also, D would have loved that as team. a Matt Calvert diehard. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's uh, why, because you're an absolute yeah. too. Yeah. Matt yeah. Calvert diehard says I, no one I other did than tweet Matt about Calvert him the other night um, as he scored a game tire with 30 seconds left. Classic clutch Matt Calvert, not actually. Clutch Calvert. Well, I, his, I didn't understand why he was Very well-known nickname. Yeah, very well-known. <laughs> Literally took like a clapper off the leg that went in, but Clutch Calvert back at it again. Um, another hang type for me, just really quick mention. I mentioned him last week, so this is why I'm going to bring him up again. I just kind of want to flex a little bit, but Phil Kessel, I mentioned he's going to start scoring a couple more goals that same night. He puts two in the back of the yes, net. Yes, he did. He's been looking decent. Taylor Hall's been on an absolute tear this last little week, so you know I want to see Phil Kessel continue. I like him on your roster. Someone that, uh, you know, keep him there. You don't want to drop him. Yeah, I don't no, want to drop him. You, uh, you said he was a good by low candidate last week. Yeah, and I'm going to hang down tight on Circle Phil. the wagons. That's what this yeah. episode is going to be called. Uh, D, anybody else you're hanging on to still? Like the buff? Uh, nope, Brady TK. Holding on to him tight. <laughs> much <laughs> more. He doesn't have any more arms. Much more ho- or tighter than I'm holding on to Jamie Benn at this point. Feeling pretty good about that three-point lead right now. Yeah, it's going to be a tight finish. It's going to be better than uh, you double down? most would have imagined. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm not that confident. He doesn't play 22 minutes a night like Kachuk does. I can't believe how much they Nor play. Nor should game. he. Um, I think the one other Back. guy I would like to add in this before we move on is uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. Uh, I just i am not prepared to, to drop Bobrovsky yeah. because he can get 16 wins. The one thing that obviously concerns me is just like it seems that they just have thrown caution to the wind when it comes to playing defense on that uh, <laughs> roster. Uh, fucking Chris Dreger's out there, though, stopping 43 of 45 on a, any given night. Like against Classic the, Chris Dreger. Like, it's that easy. Like the at, or against the Leafs, I think it was. Like he faced like forty eight shots and made forty four stops. So if he can fucking do it, like what's what's going on with Sergey? So hopefully this little injury, little time off, gets back and he's ready to go. I just it's, don't it's think it ever crossed his mind that he had it good in Columbus. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like it just. Thought? That's it's crazy, like to be a wall. it's crazy how much like I've changed my view on Sergey Bobrovsky. Like before, I was like, yeah, he's so fucking overrated. Now I'm just like, please, it's gonna it's gonna get yeah, better. That's a, that's, better that's a rough contract. Um, but I think you were pretty all in on him at the start of the year too. This year I was for sure. Yes. Well, then what are we talking about? No, no, no. I mean, like, I, no. Remember, like a couple years ago, <laughs> yeah, 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 I was yeah. like, I, yeah. I was like, he's overrated. But we but, always, I mean, at least I always talk about how he is. He's had a tendency to just be garbage for long stretches yeah, in his career. So I, that's why that I'm also right just yeah, yeah, and that's why I'm just like not, not giving up hope, and I wouldn't be surprised oh, when he gets even if he gets next hot. year, yeah, if next year he comes back and he posts a nine. Can we talk about like how good though, like the Panthers? would be if like he just turned he into he could put up a 905 if maybe he just, a 907 no, but, like, what if like sergey just gets like scorching hot 
Like turns in like a nine twenty from here. I on could out. see like, them gonna be being. I could see them being a playoff team that, oh, that makes a surprise. Right no, now. the one one that makes oh, a like St. Louis it, surprise. Make, you know? Make some noise. In the yeah, playoffs, absolutely. That goes for a little bit of a run. If that happens, but if that doesn't happen, they, they gotta need go, absolutely. They gotta go get themselves stop. a defenseman. They gotta go get themselves somebody yeah. to help out that. Like you know all you know all the praise to Riley, the Riley Stillmans and Josh Browns or whatever his name is of the world. Yeah. But they the need Mark Pissix. Yeah, the Mark Pissix. They need somebody else back there. To help out defensively. To help but our boy Ekblad. Do you guys have anything uh, else to talk about, or should we get ready to the One thing trainers? we didn't mention that we just want to talk about really quick. Um, Windsor alert, Zach Cassian just absolutely ragged on Matt yeah. the TK again from Windsor. Uh, that whole situation was so <laughs> weird, because like, Twitter just like was set ablaze by it. Like, obviously, yeah. we're uh, a little bit more into it, being as uh, we're partners with the Oilers Nation and the Flames Nation, so we see it a little bit more, but like... Oilers Nation just released a t-shirt with just, like, Chuck and the fucking turtle. I'm like, that's yeah. hilarious. But then even, then, like, Timo see- Solani going at his boy yeah. George Perros, yeah. like, saying, Everybody what are you doing? And I love it. it. Like, obviously, like, they don't want, people don't want players, like, running Sports around just like Matt so weird, Chuck. Man. Yeah. Like, he was. But I, but I, I thought it was pretty obvious he was going to get suspended for yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. You can't just fight a guy when yeah, he like, I didn't think, like, I didn't think the hits were that egregious. I didn't think the hits were that egregious. The first one wasn't great. The second one, I didn't think it was at, too bad. At the very least, it was a lot more gray. Like, you know, like in I said. slow-mo, it looks like Cassian's yeah. head just, like, falls off. But but, but. Fi- fighting a guy when he doesn't want to fight, like, you can't get just around that. Man. Not fight him. Just beat the piss yeah, that's right what I'm saying. And when he's on just, the ground, just continuing to yeah. swing. It's just not allowed. No, it was, yeah, it's just not. And then they were like, he should not be suspended. I'm like, he's got to be, though. Like, you just can't be doing that anymore like we're trying to protect the players yeah. and like and obviously the rebuttal will be that you know that he's just making sure that fucking kachuk doesn't do it again and i bet you he will think twice about it but then you got kachuk going like if he doesn't want to get hit stay off the tracks i'm like this is awesome oh yeah the battle of alberta They're is gonna be fucking just back each other in the next game oh yeah um, well that, they, i think that's um like next tuesday they play um, I think they play like next Tuesday, Wednesday, and then it's like the All Star break. But then did you see Leon Draisaitl's comments too? Yeah, because like they little... might be on they might be on a line in the All Star game. He's like, yeah, I just like I don't. I'll just get rid right off the ice. Like fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, <they'll> just... <laughs> he didn't say fuck that guy. He just said I'll get off the ice. Sure, I added the yeah. fuck that guy. But... I heard him whisper fuck that guy under. He might have in yeah, German, but uh, <laughs> that's just <laughs> allegedly. But uh, all right, weekend streamers who y'all 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 want to talk about? Uh, I there's just had a seizure, go I think. crazy. This is your yeah 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 it's just your thing. <laughs> There's uh, three teams with the uh, the Friday Sunday schedule this Perfect week. Schedule. Oh, did uh, you, you weren't here last week. Sure. Did you know that last week the the weekend streamers sure. were the exact same teams as the week before? Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. I couldn't believe it, it was Winnipeg, Detroit, and Pittsburgh. It's like, oh, well, we're yeah. just gonna talk about the exact same guys we talked about last. Yeah. So week. that's three weeks in a row with Winnipeg playing the Friday Sunday. Yeah. Uh, but you got to talk about it because there's three games on Friday and four games on Sunday. So, you you know, come Sunday, especially, you're obviously going to be trying to get some extra games in your lineup. So ideally, you get out ahead of it on Friday uh, and get those two extra games in uh, out of, you know, a single ad. So it's Carolina, Pittsburgh and Winnipeg this Sunday. Talk about Winnipeg real quick. Uh, you know, we've said it. I'm assuming you guys said it again last week, but Winnipeg's roster just doesn't really lend itself to streaming. Yeah, it's just so top six heavy, and basically everyone who sees a lot of power play time uh, or just exposure to offensive zone time uh, is already owned in fantasy leagues. The one, I guess, exception or the one member of their top six right now who'd be widely available is Andrew Kopp. Andrew Kopp yeah. uh, obviously not the most exciting name, but he is playing with Blake Wheeler and Nikolai Ehlers right Brian now. Brian Little could be back. I would keep an eye. Maybe that could be somebody that. Yeah. Would well, we don't we don't know what's uh, what's going to happen when Little comes back because I feel like they're going to want to keep Wheeler as the second line center at maybe. this point. Um, so it'll be interesting because I, I wouldn't be surprised if they move Wheeler back to the wing with Little in the middle because it never that's nothing that's something they never really 
tinkered with. Like, little obviously, the line A Shifley has worked great. It was always, like, Ehlers, little line A. So, maybe Wheeler... Yeah, I don't know. I, I just got the, uh, I just got the, the impression line, that Palmer is pretty over as playing pretty over playing uh brian little as a second line center that's what i'm saying so i'd I'd be surprised if they go back to that especially because we're actually seeing uh, a legit two-line attack from this team right now but uh we'll see definitely possibility like you said so keep an eye on it uh as it stands andrew cop but i think the other two teams are a lot uh carolina's got a lot more friendly uh yeah carolina they did did you see the lines yeah they did shuffle their lines yeah so eric hall would be the big winner i think he's sitting around 20 to 25 percent uh yeah 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 yeah. warren fogel shot production as of late it's been uh really really but i think hall has got to be the top pick here right um, still on that first power play too, I believe yep. as well. But yep. centering uh, Sebastian Aho and Warren Fogel on the second line tonight. Uh, so Halla would have already been probably the top recommendation uh, while he was centering the third line. Obviously now bumping up to play with Aho yep. only adds to his upside. So Halla, uh, I, I would say overall the the first guy you want to be looking for, you want to be looking for the wire uh, if you're picking up weekend streamers. Deep leagues. Um Warren Fogel, I still think we're yeah. the left wing, right wing, Martin and you have to yell. We have to shout out Martin Nechas every Got to bring him up. Nechas, um, he is five uh, percent owned still. Um, no, yeah, right Nechas got left on the third line. Unfortunately, uh, I was hoping maybe we'd see him creep up in the top six, but he did score tonight. I used to hate Warren Fogel, and then like he's been good. Yeah, he's, just, he's playing really well. At the time of this recording, anyway, Nechas has one goal. Maybe yes. he'll score again. We'll see. But he did have a nice breakaway goal early on, uh, and then Pittsburgh. Obviously, we talked about them a lot. McCann, yeah. uh, obviously the top pick there. Dominic Cahoon and then Dominic Simon Simon as well. Um, aside from that, you're kind of looking at like Patrick Hornquist for the power play time. Maybe a guy like John Marino if you're getting really desperate, just because he's you know he's going to play a lot. You get an extra 40 minutes out of him. But uh, aside from that, those are the guys you're looking at. Uh, there's probably a couple decent back to backs we could look at as well for the goaltenders. Yes, Dominic Cahoon two six points in his last six games. So yeah. definitely a hot hand out there in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and like we said, playing with Malkin and Rust on the second yeah. line. So. Rusty, Rust, the highest rank or highest uh, priced right winger on DraftKings the other night. Brock, yeah, no, I, Brock I was losing his. I, was, I couldn't believe it. Lid. Um, yeah, but the back to backs this weekend are uh, Rust's year. Back to backs this weekend are pretty garbage. Um, if I'm gonna be honest with you, uh, like Merzlikens, we talked about him being available in 50 percent of leagues. He'll at least see New Jersey probably, probably on get Saturday both games. and probably start again on Sunday. That's my phone suite. Um, but yeah, outside of that, there's not a lot of good options. Um, you're going to basically have to just kind of wait it out and get desperate on Sunday and, and keep an eye on daily faceoff. Cause like, um, like I don't think you want to start a, you know, a Corey Crawford against the jets maybe on Sunday. Uh, but I don't love that. The jets actually like their, expected goals for has fallen off an absolute cliff. Uh, they've been playing pretty brutal to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I'd say you, if you're desperate for a win, it's probably the best one to go yeah. after. If not that Columbus uh, Rangers game, you can always take a look at um, you know maybe the Islanders goalie of Grice or Varlama for available in Carolina on Sunday. But again, uh, not a good matchup either. So yeah, if you're in saves leagues, probably gonna rack up a lot of shots yeah, against it for sure. Too, so. But uh, anyways, that was season five, episode twenty-one of the Daily Face Up podcast, brought to you by Odd Shark. Um, we didn't even do, we, you know, Beebs, we tried to get you out of here as quick as possible, and we didn't even I'm take balling. a break tonight. Um, so, yeah, enjoy the Blue Stones for the first time tonight, and, or today, or wherever day you're listening to this podcast. I'm Brock Seagan. we got Dylan DeBerthier, Michael Bucconi. See you guys back here next week for a fun All-Star edition. We're going to bring our All-Star game, too. Peace! Shit. Broken down, so I walked the line. I dropped my wounds and I down. I'm out of money, I'm out of time. Fly low like a broken arrow. The time slows and my vision arrows. 
amount of money, amount of time. Sing your hearts out, sing it loud, make me happy, make me proud. Black holes, solid ground, black holes, solid ground. A thousand voices set on free, because it's Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.